And we're back for another edition of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassford from Inside Sports Fantasy Football, the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, and Pop Culture Cosmos coming right back at you here. Well, it wouldn't be a preview of Week 9 in the NFL without my good friend. He is one of the mainstays of Inside Sports. You've got to catch everything that he's doing today at Chris L Sports on Twitter and so many other great outlets. Again, it's my good friend. Coming right back to preview week nine in the NFL, Chris Sardieri. And Chris, what can you say about those Washington Nationals? Gerald, thanks as always. Yeah, really remarkable when you consider the road team won every game in this World Series and everyone thought as good as dead after losing game five in D.C. with Max Scherzer, a late scratch before that game. So uh, I'm pretty shocked doing it on Houston's home turf and I think the uh, naysayers are going to have a field day with A.J. Hinch pulling Garrett Cole out of that game. Eventually led to the game-winning home run by a former Angel and Dodger Howie Kendrick. Good for him. That's correct. He's had a sensational postseason, earning NLCS MVP honors. So congratulations to the Washington Nationals, their first franchise win ever. So it'll be interesting to see where the team goes from here. Where Houston goes from here, because they thought everybody everybody was thinking that they were loaded with everything as far as from the offense and pitching, and, you know, both sides of the equation when it came to how stacked they were and, and made the deck even more stacked, seemingly with adding even more starting pitchers. So it's just interesting to see where both those franchises go from here. And also for us out here on the West Coast, where the Dodgers, who are continuously the bridesmaid where they go from here as well because uh, just, they cannot seem to get it done in the postseason and it's another year loss for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah, it really is. And in some ways, losing that game five to the eventual World Series champ nationals, I mean, uh, I guess that's some sort of consolation. But on the flip side, you win that series, maybe they really, they really did have a legitimate shot to take down the Astros final. Yep, maybe they did, but we'll never know. But there's always next year. <laughs> My friend, it is for the NFL still going on. There's still a lot to talk about because week nine in the NFL is happening. It's just a lot of great things that are going on right now in the NFL. But for fantasy football owners, it's that drive towards the playoffs. That playoff push is here for those teams that are dominating their league and for those teams that are on the fringe or maybe even some that are struggling that can still find the magic at some point in time. So before I hear your thoughts on exactly what best advice you can give those teams to get towards the playoff push, I want to hear your thoughts on some matchups this weekend that intrigue you as a fantasy football owner that also would get some interest for other fantasy football owners that they need to focus on because there are some good ones. I know one that I like in particular, but I'll let you start off first. What really shouts out to you as far as from a fantasy football perspective in week nine in the NFL? Uh, I'm going to go, uh, you know, we've, we've got a number of teams on buys this week. And uh, you look in your leagues, the projected scoring will probably be fairly low relative to a normal fantasy week. So you've really got to dig deep, especially if you're looking for flex options. And I, I feel that the Jacksonville-Houston game, the last of the London series this year, might be a game where you could find particularly some sleepers to slide into your lineup. Um, on the Jacksonville side, our, our favorite mustache quarterback, Gardner Minshew, now has a new target he likes to throw to. 
His name is Chris Conley. It's probably available on waivers in your league. I know in mine, there was something like a 25% ownership percentage. The last few weeks, he's been getting a lot of targets, double-digit scoring. I think he's a good option, too. The Raiders kind of lit up the, the the Texans last week. David Derek Carr played a nice game until uh, they blew that game, thanks to their defense, no fault of Carr's. But uh, I, I think they can be thrown on. They have a pretty porous pass defense, so that's one guy I'd like to look for there. And then if you're like me, your tight end's on by, or you just can't find a tight end because tight ends generally stink in fantasy football, look on the other side of the ball with the Houston Texans. You've got Darren Fells. Had a couple nice weeks last week, caught a touchdown against the Raiders, too, from the uh, remarkable Deshaun Watson. So while it's not a marquee game, I think those are two guys that you could start. Besides, you know, the run of the mill, the Fournettes, the Watsons, the Hopkins, some deep, deep kind of sleepers or even guys you may need to stream for a week. I think those are some options there. That said, watch both teams have jet lag and put up a 10 to 6 type game. Not too shabby, but the one game that sticks out to me from a fantasy football and also a overall football interest for me is New England heading into possibly their first maybe decent matchup so far. They're headed over to Baltimore to play against the Ravens. I like that one from a fantasy football perspective, but also I think it's going to be weather permitting a good game, I think, from an offensive side. So I want to hear your thoughts. When you have two high-powered teams as far as their offense is concerned, what are you looking for as far as from a fantasy football perspective? So I, I think that's – as a football fan, I can't wait to watch that game. And the, uh, the Patriots hater in me will naturally be pulling for Baltimore. That said, I, I think what we're going to see here, uh, if you watch a little bit of the beginning of the Browns-Patriots game this past week in Foxborough – Cleveland moved the ball on them early. Turnovers killed him. Nick Chubb is really running all over that defense, which I found interesting. He had two fumbles. Baker Mayfield did his usual Baker Mayfield, including literally handing the ball to a uh, an, an opponent at one point for an interception. So uh, what I think is interesting is that it could potentially be a low-scoring game, but it could be a ball-control type game where the Ravens thrive on that. And we all know uh, Lamar Jackson likes to run and scramble as well. So I think if you've got running backs on either team, or uh, even if you've got Jackson, I think they're worth playing. don't think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. Patriots defense, they really played remarkable this year, so it'll kind of be their first test. But I don't expect a big shootout here. I could be wrong, but I do think the recipe to beat the Patriots is to control the ball, and, and that run defense might be a little bit of a weakness because I do think their secondary is very strong. That's probably a good choice. And also, I'm expecting some type of weather to get involved. I, I don't know. Look, looking at the game, so to speak, I, I think I saw some possibly some weather issues that could be on the way for that type of game. So look out for that. But even if there's actually decent weather, I see it, like you said, maybe on the lower end of the spectrum. So maybe if you have some choices that are on the cut line as far as either being a starter or a bench player, you may want to lean to the bench for some of the players that are not the marquee names like Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady. Obviously, you still want to keep those players in the game, Sonny Michelle. But maybe if you have some receivers or possibly even a tight end like Mark Andrews from Baltimore that maybe you can put on the bench because there's a possibility that they could not have a good day coming this Sunday because it'll be one of those 14 to 10, 17 to 14, 10 to 7 type slugfests which we commonly see in defensive slugouts, so to speak. So we'll have to wait and see how that goes. 
Is there any other games that are appealing? Because I've got one in mind as well that I'd like to throw at you because we were talking a little bit about this team earlier this week. Jason Dutch and I was on our previous program. So before I head into that, is there any other intriguing matchups that you would find for some fantasy football owners out there? Yeah, for some reason, this Oakland-Detroit game just strikes me as one where there'll be little defense on either side. And uh, there was one guy on Oakland who I think might be emerging. It's the rookie wide receiver, Hunter Renfro. I mean, look, Daniel Jones has struggled this year, and he managed to put up some numbers against the Lions defense last week. I think Carr is kind of coming into his own, getting more accustomed to John Gruden's offense. That's someone to keep your eye on there. And then if, if healthy, I think, I think Jacobs is always a start at running back, but for whatever reason, he loves to appear on the injury report every week. And then on the other side, you know, we mentioned Matt Stafford picking him up if he's still out there on waivers. If he is, go get him. I, I think the Raiders' defense, while young and have played well in spurts this year, they just seem to tend to run out of gas and vulnerable to the pass, as we saw with Deshaun Watson. So uh, while not a marquee game, I think there's some value there for your fantasy players. And if you're really desperate like me with bye weeks, there's – one running back out there I'd like to point out to you. His name is Trey Carson. He was with the Packers previously. The Lions picked him up. Didn't put up huge numbers last week, but he's getting more touches and more accustomed to that offense. If you're really desperate and you need a running back, maybe pick this guy up, stash him. Don't know if I could vouch for him this week, but as we head into the turn here in the second half, from the stretch to the playoffs, might be someone worth keeping on your bench long term. And I've got one for you, my friend. Let's go with this. It's something that I think might be intriguing to you as well, especially if you like offense. And let's go with Tampa Bay heading into Seattle. Now, on the surface, it looks like a Seattle snuff all the way. I mean, Seattle's a very good home team. It shouldn't be a problem. But this Tampa Bay team, win or lose, throws the ball like crazy. You got Jameis Winston, who is either, like I said on our previous show with Jason Dutch, I said that he either throws you five touchdowns or five interceptions. It's just neither which, you know, it's just either which way. It's just going to be one or the other. But the thing is, among those passes that he makes, he's got two of the top wide receivers in the NFL. In fact, there we mentioned it before, the top wide receiver tandem is in Tampa Bay. So that being said, my friend, when you have a pair of Mike Evans and Chris Godwin going out and getting the numbers at least, what does that tell you as far as from a fantasy perspective if the these names like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin aren't exactly the most well-known? Could they be players that you might want to trade for or players that you might be looking for as far as a way to get them onto your team? Because these two have produced big games over the past few weeks, not in the same game, but mind you, they both have done enough overall to put themselves as two of the top 10 receivers in the NFL. I completely agree. It was great to see the Mike Evans of old last week against Tennessee. If you've got someone in your league gullible enough to trade him, go get him because fantasy football does not always equate to real football. Yeah, the Buccaneers stink and they struggle and Winston's basically playing for his job. But like you said, they compile numbers, yards, receptions, touchdowns. This team is going to throw the ball. Their run game's non-existent. Peyton Barber or Ronald Jones really don't strike fear in any defenses. And you go up there and you say, oh, they're going to Seattle. You know, it could be raining. could be tough. The 12s are, uh, are rabid fans and they're going to rattle Winston. Well, they get up by three touchdowns, but they're going to throw the ball even more. And even if they 
don't win, look at what they did to the Rams. They might sneak up on you and put up over 50 points. So, uh, yeah, from that perspective, I think it's definitely worth it. One caveat I will add is don't bother with O.J. Howard. I cut bait on him for whatever reason. This guy's an immensely talented tight end. I don't know if he doesn't get along with Arians or he's not fitting into the offense, but it's revitalized Cameron Bray at tight end. I know that much. Again, this is something both you and Jason Dutch have agreed upon over the past few weeks is that I think both of you took O.J. Howard in your drafts and have both been burned by his lack of production at the position, even though, again, both of you said he has shown immense talent in the past, and unfortunately it's not coming to fruition this season. I think a change of scenery would probably be best for him going forward and for fantasy football owners as well if they want to go ahead at some point find some value in the production of oj howard going forward definitely we may be headed to the replay booth but we'll be right back with inside sports fantasy football for the latest news and information analysis and opinions on the los angeles lakers and the nba check out the lakers fast break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. My friend, before we head on out, I do want to ask you real quick. It is, like I said before, that playoff push, that drive to the playoffs for a lot of teams right now, at least the ones that can feasibly make it because the weeks are running out. Amazingly enough, it goes by so fast. So I want to hear your thoughts on what you do at around this time of the year when you know you've got a team that is either competing for or at the level of a playoff team, what steps do you need to take in order to ensure or at least give yourself a good chance to go ahead and make that playoff drive a successful one? Yeah, uh, quite simply, risk management. So what you want to do is you want to go through your roster, and maybe you've got a, a stellar one or one that's putting up consistent points, and you're in the running, you might sneak into one of the last few playoff spots. Don't assume that team you're looking at today is what you're going to be looking at in week 13 when you need a, a when you're in a must-win situation. So what I would do is make sure you've got quarterback depth. Go out there, stash a guy. I mean, as crazy as it sounds, like we said with Stafford, maybe a Winston's out there, maybe a Carr is out there, maybe a Jimmy Garoppolo might start throwing the ball at some point. Stash him on your bench. Your quarterback might get hurt, or he might just not produce like he did in the first half of the year, or Maybe uh, if you've got a Tom Brady and they start resting him down the stretch, you're not going to get points out of him. So do that. Uh, secondly, you've got to build that running back depth. They're dropping like flies again this year. I'm not a huge fan of the handcuff unless, for instance, it's like we've advocated in a previous show. Daryl Henderson might be a worthy one in case Todd Gurley get, goes down again, given his knee situation. But at least look for someone that's getting more touches. Like like I said with, with Trey Carson – I don't think he's a great running back, but he may end up being the starter from week to week. It seems like it's revolving in Detroit. Le'Veon Bell, I mean, who knows? At this point, there was rumors he's going to be traded. Do you think he'll keep playing from week to week? If you've got him on your team, you may need to find someone else because Bell might not be playing much by the end of the season if uh, Adam Gase gets his way. He doesn't appear to like him. Even the Dolphins trading away Kenyon Drake to the Cardinals. I mean, that might be worthy if you've, if you've got David Johnson or even if you just need a running back. It appears Johnson's banged up, and I don't know what you're going to get out of him each week. So those sorts of things, think like that. There's always wide receivers out there, like I mentioned, but uh, I think it's really big to build your depth at quarterback and running back. This is the time of year where guys either stop producing or they just start getting banged up. I hear you, my friend. I, 
I think they were looking out to anything they could they get their hands on when it comes to the Arizona Cardinals trying to find a running back. I know they traded for one, but still the running back depth in Arizona is pretty depleted at this point due to injuries. So that's something to keep a note of in case anybody wants to come from the XFL in order to go ahead or Canadian Football League in order to <laughs> sign them up right now. But, you know, so we'll have to keep uh, an eye out on that to see what type of injury list continues for Arizona and their running backs. But, yes, it is going to be an interesting week coming up with week nine in the NFL. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to that playoff push, that playoff drive to get all the owners from these teams who are listening to us right now. would love to get them into that playoff mix. And for us right now, it's just been a great time conversing over week nine in the NFL. I always love your previews because you always give such a heady informational touch to everything you talk about. And it just seems like you know what you're doing. You're very confident as far as where you're going and what you're looking forward to each week in the NFL. So I just truly appreciate your time and speaking to me today, Chris. It's just been great talking to you. But before we head on out, before I give again the information on how to get a hold of you directly, I want to go ahead and mention again, if you love listening to this show, tell everybody, spread the word. We're already on Apple Podcasts now. Give us that five-star review, please, because it helps us. Every five-star review just helps us go up the food chain even more. So hopefully we become one of those big podcasts that everybody seems to listen to and enjoy. So if you truly enjoy the work we do, send us a five-star review. And plus, you can put a question on there and we'll actually read it on the show. So thank you so much if you do it in advance, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify. We're on the great app that's known as Bullhorn. That's my favorite podcast app. So give us a shout out there if you need to. But also you can get a hold of us as well if you have a question at isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com or insidesportsff on Twitter. That's at insidesportsff on Twitter. And I believe you have some great contacts as well in case anybody has some questions. Yeah, uh, at Chris L. Sports on Twitter, definitely reach out to me. I've been tweeting about the World Series, but I think it's time to ramp up the football content after today. And then uh, you can follow Inside Sports on Instagram at Inside Sports TV. Gerald, thanks again for the kind words. Full disclosure, not going to be like your uh, typical stock picking guru on CNBC. I will disclose one of my teams is two and six. Thank you, Cam Newton and Saquon Barkley. So uh, by no means am I an expert, but I do just try and watch football, observe it, read as much as I can, and frankly, not listen to these so-called mainstream experts. I think a lot about fantasy football, just watching what's going on. You know, on, on paper, it looked like Nick Chubb had a bad game, but I think he's running great this year. He's more a function of Baker Mayfield and that offense being a mess. I think don't give up on a guy like that, for instance. So uh, it's my advice to fantasy football fans and players out there. Watch the games, watch the highlights, read a little. You'll, you'll learn something. That's some great advice indeed. Once again, it's Chris Ardieri from Inside Sports. you got to catch everything that he's doing today at Chris L Sports on Twitter. Just so great to have you on as always. Looking forward to a great week nine here in the NFL. Looking forward to a great rest of the season for fantasy football owners. Best of luck out there to everyone playing fantasy football. I hope your team wins. Unless, of course, they're playing against you or I, Chris. <laughs> Indeed. And happy Halloween, everyone. Trick or treat safely. Absolutely. Myself as well. So from all of us at Inside Sports Fantasy Football, please have a safe, 
and happy Halloween. And thank you again for listening to us right here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football.